Franklin in the pocket. Pierce will come and try and nullify, but he can't. This is Buddy we're talking about. For his 300th goal for the Sydney Swans. Lance Franklin, they can enjoy this as it curls through. What great joy he's brought to the Sydney Swans as he did to Hawthorne. He becomes the second player in AFL, VFL history to kick 300 goals or more with two clubs. What a start. Yes, Buddy's back, breaking records as usual, and the Mighty Bloods hand out a royal flogging to Frio. This is True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast, and today on the show, we'll be discussing our review of the hammering of Fremantle, the preview of the next game this Saturday against Brisbane at the Gabba, and everything else Sydney Swans. My name is Tom Flanagan, and I'm joined in the tonight in the Podular Media studio by Madison Clark and Ben Andrew. How are we, fellas? Pretty comprehensive it was from the boys on Saturday. Weren't Frio pretty average? Oh, yeah. But, Real ordinary. But... I think there's a reason why they're average, Benny, and that's because we made them average. I'm right there with you on that one, Mads. A royal flogging indeed. Royal oh. flogging. Megan Markle would have loved that uh, performance from the Swannies, I would have thought. I'm sure she would have. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a big thrashing. Got the early jump on them, seven goals to one in the first half, and never really challenged at any point. Held the lead for the whole entire game, never... Uh, were behind at any point, and uh, Freo never really threatened. How good was it to be able to watch the Bloods run around and not have several heart attacks <laughs> during the game? It's not something we're, uh, we're too used to, yeah. is it, boys? We, yeah. we wear it all. We wear it all, and week it was... in, week out, and this week was just fantastic. It was slightly nerving in the first couple of minutes. They had a couple of early chances, but credit to our back six once again. Once again. And it was that back six again. We, we say it every week, but they are... Week in, week they out. They are just amazing. Uh, Lloyd. Lloyd. What, what a man. What a man. 36 uncontested possessions. So damaging out in the open spaces, as always. McVeigh, again, the senior citizen at the back. Uh, another cracking performance from him. 31 disposals, the most he's had uh, in a game since round 20, 2015, when he had 34 in a win over Collingwood. And he went at 87% efficiency as well. Big, big fan of the, the efforts of those two that's boys a, on the weekend. That's enormous. Yeah, Grundy, Rampy, six and seven intercepts, res, uh, respectively. Yeah. Oh, they I, were fantastic. I don't care what anyone from other clubs say. Rampy, Grundy and Smith, they're the best three one-on-one defenders in the I, comp. I'd bar agree. none. 99 times Smooch out of 100, they just, awesome just don't again. get done. Smooch was just awesome. I was having a chat with, uh, with an old Scotchy on the weekend um, who is of the Rioli-Smith era. And he said after, after a few years out of... Out of school, out of the system, he actually caught up with this with the first footy coach, and he said, obviously Cyril was just outstanding and was by far and away a more impressive player. But there's just no one else you would rather. There's no way you'd choose him over Smith if you needed someone on your team. Well, that's it. They're, they're very different players, but very well, different. you know what you're getting with Nick Smith. You, you do. You, you are do. going to get 110 percent out of him every time, and he just he just doesn't make mistakes really. Yeah. He's just solid. The epitome of a player you'd love to have represent your club on and off the field. There's high praise from Horse yep. last week and well-deserved for Smooch. Well, well, that's the thing. I mean, the, the guy hasn't received a Brownlow medal vote at all in his 200 games, uh, but he's so highly regarded in the club, as, as we saw from, from what the boys said. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Let's just stick him in a forward pocket. Let him kick, <laughs> let him kick four goals. Yeah. We'll just honestly put him. You know what? Chuck him down as a, chuck him down there unmanned as a spare. Yeah. Let him kick five goals. They can't. They can't not give him one. Can't ignore that. You can't. 
kick five goals and not get a vote, Tommy. You can't. It's criminal. <laughs> Your man Millsy, Benny. Someone on the page said uh, this week said he was like a surgeon, and he is. He is. His, uh, his ball use, nothing short of astonishing. Um, I wasn't sure who you were talking about when you said my yeah, man. Yeah, he's but, got nine uh, of no, them. No, he was. He was indeed. Again, we, we say it every week again, but as Rolls Royce. for a 21-year-old to be as calm and assured by foot as he is, it's unrivaled by just about anyone I've seen at that age. It's always the right decision. Which was funny because I heard, so I believe it was Paul Ruse, I forget who Paul Ruse was talking to, but they were talking about how Mills has sort of plateaued. Um, in, they were talking about that in the second quarter and how they thought they would have seen a bit more of him in the midfield. Probably disagree. I'm, I'm of the idea if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Benny. Yeah, I I obviously have sung his praises on multiple occasions and I can't wait to see him in the mids. Um, but for mine, I, I'm a bit the same. Yeah. He's doing... He actually... he He's a fair income role player with a bit extra at it's, the moment. It's not like we're wanting... We're in need of any sort of... You know, midfield firepower. Midfield firepower. We've got that in spades, so... Um, yeah, he can stay down there as long as he wants, as far as I'm concerned. It's concern. great to have that utility, though, isn't it, Tommy? And it's a, it's a pretty special mix that we've got there at the back with the likes of Mills and Lloyd and yep. McVeigh and, and, as we touched on before, their surgical uh, like ball use that they, they have off halfback. And then you've got the lockdown types, Grand, uh, Grundy, Rampy, and Smith, who, who just and do you a magnificent wait, you job till, every week. The balance of that back six is just outstanding. You wait till Malikin comes back as well. That's depth. Yeah. Looking forward to having Malikin back in the side. And we just start to all of a sudden close up the gaps. You mentioned depth, where we've just been struggling a little bit in terms of experience. Agreed. Sandalands had a pretty good night, but the mids did a pretty good job of nullifying the influence of the other midfielders and reading his taps pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that, I thought that Sandy was, was Sandy. Yep. He went out there, he did his thing, but... Uh, I'd absolutely agree with that. I reckon Amids did a really, really good job. Kennedy, Parker, Hannabury, Heaney, all pretty solid. Yeah, George in particular. George. I not. I don't think personally that Fife was quite right. No. He was taking a long time to recover, and that was well documented by the commentators. But for mine, I feel like George did a a really fantastic job. Fife got a few early touches, but I think he was held to four in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah, which is... Phenomenal effort. Yeah, yep. which is more or less where we started to put the foot down pile it on, and yep. pile it on. Yeah. So, Thought, congrats to George again. Thoughts Absolutely. on the return of Hannah's, fellas? I thought he did all right in his uh, comeback game. Yeah, yeah, Keith, stick, stick him in. Yeah, yep. he's, yep. he's not someone that needs to... He's used to the... Even with a couple of weeks out... He's used to the pace of the game where he needs to move forward. So I don't want to be confused with the conversation we had where um, the week before he came out, we said he's clearly underdone and he yeah. needs match fitness. But realistically, I guess at the same time, you kind of just got to stick with him and, and leave him in there and let him run around and, and do his thing. He, he, I agree with you when you say he knows the pace of the game. I actually think he probably could do with a week in the VFL, to be honest, just the to... The, ne- the Neeful. The <laughs> Neeful. What the, did I call in it? The, you called it the VFL, mate. That's, uh, that's, oh, Jesus That's right, Christ. south of the border, folk. Yeah. Back in the day, um, it was Port Melbourne allied yeah, indeed. with us. Um, but I reckon he could. I actually reckon he could, just to just to get his touch back. Um, but yeah, for, for somebody who's had a lot of time out of the game and some pretty serious injuries, thought he was okay. I think now we've... 
more or less got we've got the talent back into the side where we can kind of carry him through. That's true. And yeah. I'd actually rather have his leadership out there as well. Yeah. Um, I liked when he got a bit lippy, to yeah, be honest. loved it. Well, I liked when he was just butting in and under. Yeah. I was a bit nervous when he was kicking, but uh, most of his decision-making was still pretty solid. Tommy? Tell you who I also like, Tommy McCartan oh, yeah. and his uh, competitive efforts in the air. Just bringing the ball to ground and um, there was a little bit more... Uh, bombing towards the forward half than we probably saw in the Hawthorne game. But I think we've, the mids have got a bit more of a license to do that when you do have McCartan down there. He's uh, a different style of tall forward to Franklin and he just competes in the air and brings the ball to ground and gets the, the smalls involved at his feet. And he reads the ball so well. He's got a very, very good, as we've said, a very good footy IQ. And put through his first two goals on the weekend, which was great to see. The boys all got around him. Yeah, 100%. Sure. He honestly, uh, I, I said it, Last week, I'm happy to back it up. If he's going to put in that kind of effort, week in, week out, I, I am happy to see him run out on, on grand final day. Yep. If that's the kind of effort, because he, unlike his brother Paddy, has a tank. <laughs> he is a runner. And he's also very, he's really clever. Yeah. He knows when to slow things down. He knows when to move things on. And he knows how to get into dangerous positions. I'm re- I really like him. Yeah. yeah, I'm a massive fan. Yeah, massive huge, fan. huge. You called him early, Matt. You can be your man. You can, you can, oh, draft, well, you can draft that by, one too. By all means, by all means, he's my man. I mean, again, we were lacking another tall forward and he's the option now. He he can be the man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Even just the way that he's contesting. Yep. The Dockers, a little bit of a shambles, uh, you could say. Uh, we were terrific and absolutely dominated all over the ground, but the Dockers are pretty awful for most of it. Their forward pressure was pretty ordinary. Their ball movement was rather atrocious for most of the night. They just kept kicking it straight to us. Uh, physically, they weren't fully up to the con- Their whole 22 wasn't up for the contest. A lot of the credit for that has to go to our pressure and our system at the back, but apart from Fife, Mundy, Neil, Walters, Sanderlands, Matera, Wilson, Langdon and Ryan, that's nine players, uh, the impact that the others, the bottom 13, had on the contest was relatively non-existent. Yeah, look, I think that they were as poor as we were, I suppose, blistering. Yeah. Um, for mine, even if they were on song, I feel like they still would have gone down by four to six kicks. Yep. Mads? Um, agreed. They only laid four tackles inside 50. That's non-existent forward pressure. Yep. Uh, so how, how do you expect to, especially when they don't have a massively tall forward line? When it's and, and the other the other issue that they had is that when it's half time and you've kicked two goals nine, yeah, you're not winning football matches. Nope. We can we we know that. Yeah. We've seen that happen. You've got to take opportunities. I think that's the theme of the season, to be honest. You've got to take, take opportunities. Your take yeah. your chances. It was three-quarter time they had two goals. I think it was half-time they had one goal seven. So Good two Lord. goals nine to three-quarter time is yeah pretty pretty ordinary there. Yeah. Apologies. Fact check. Tommy <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to take that one off him. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Tommy, I just, want to, I just want to bring up Ollie Florent. Oh, how special he is, Ollie. is just he, matured he, so quickly. He grows from week to week. Yeah. Week to week. He is absolutely sensational. Hutto, uh, what did Hutto say? Hutto in the commentary said, Florent, getting busy. I thought, yep. bloody oath, he isn't is. he? Over these last couple of weeks, industrious he's been. And industrious. He, again, great decision making. He's quick. He, there was one passage of play through the middle that it, he was just blistering in the first quarter. And... He keeps, again, consistency 
is the key here and he keeps putting up these consistent performances based around just team play. And uh, I couldn't be happier with the way he's going for such a young bloke. That flair and that silk and that polish that he, he brings to the side, it, it's a it's an X factor that we probably haven't had enough of previously and he, he adds a lot of that. Yeah. yeah, you think about coming out of the back line, you've got a guy like, uh, like, like Jake, uh, Jake Lloyd, who is kind of kind of going to move into that sort of Jared McVeigh, the uh, the reliable user coming out of the back line, and then you've got Ollie who's going to provide that run and dash as well. Okay, it's kind of like your rebound fifties and the stuff old like Ty Canelli. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, very exciting times ahead. Yeah, Ollie six thumbs up from the uh, from the True Bloods <laughs> podcast and the big fella. Big Bud on his return and breaking records, as we said off the top once again. 300 goals for two clubs. Plugger, the only other one to do that. Uh, Bud, 300 goals for the Hawks and now 300 goals for us. Magnificent. Enormous. Not bad. I'll tell you what, though. Four seasons, 300 goals. Tell you what, Benny. Says here on the run sheet. Four seasons or five? Four. Four. Yeah, 2014. Says here on the run sheet we're going to discuss. Four and a bit. Franklin cleared for Stray Elbow and Joel Hamling. I don't actually want to discuss that because I don't think it needs to be discussed. It shouldn't have even been mentioned. Yeah. That it, is just trying football. To, trying he, to shrug the tackle. He collected the ball and he tried to get through players. Yeah. An incidental elbow yeah. is... It should not have even been mentioned. 100%. Non-issue. I think it has to be. And the other thing is that the media is going to blow it up because the fact remains they are on top of the rules like there's no tomorrow. Look at the whole... The headline. Kerno, look at look at the Kerno brothers and, and uh, yeah. Ed Kerno's push on the umpire. As soon as, that, like, as soon as he got off, the media went berserk. Now, at the end of the day, Buddy's made head-high contact. Joel Hamling did not come back onto the ground because he failed a concussion test. The media was always going to get on top of it. I completely agree. Yeah, but it's, a, it's rough and tumble, and at the end of the day, I don't think personally that there was any malice in it he is a go and watch any one of our games over the last three or four years and all he does is grab the ball and try and run through people this is no different except being being tackled and trying to shrug someone off he's collected someone tommy what do you think i don't think there's anyone in the history of the game that's been suspended for an incident uh, very similar absurd. to that, identical to that. The there first, has, it hasn't been one. The first headline on afl.com.au on the Sunday was a nervous wait for Buddy. Yeah. Spare me. I'll, I'll raise you that. Sensationalism. I'll raise yeah. you that. Tim Watson. Oh. If Buddy is getting preferential <laughs> treatment oh. from the AFL, then, oh. I've watched, then I've watched my last game of AFL. Piss Sorry, off, Tim. Sorry, Jesus. Tim. You can, you can pack it in, mate. You can pack it in and take a hike. That is outrageous. You're better than that, Tim. And here's another whack. Just following up on our whack for Clarko from last week. Do you reckon he called Gill at three-quarter time yeah. to see if he could stop the line? <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they Jesus. something special? But anyway, more on that later. <laughs> we'll touch on that later. Well, let's get to the uh, to the votes uh, from the True Bloods Facebook page, as voted by you, the True Bloods Faithful. Um, and the one vote goes to a man that we've already spoken about uh, so far tonight, and he was magnificent with his silk and polish and run and dash and... Just uh, he's a he's a scintillating young prospect. One, Ollie Florent, Huge. Mads, massive. Twenty two disposals, seven of which contested. Six marks, nineteen pressure acts. Not bad from the young fella. Five intercepts, one direct goal assist. Yep, pretty Enormous. special. Always Enormous. happy with it. Always happy with it. Almost stiff. Uh, 
two votes, I reckon. Almost could have been almost could have been better. Yep. No, I reckon it was a two-vote game for him. El Capitano, Josh Kennedy. <laughs> Tell you what, wasn't much in the run-up about his 200 game. No. 200 games. Almost overshadowed by Nick Smith. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, the you thought. Know, naturally. <laughs> um, yep, 200 for the Bloods for JPK. Indeed. Love that. 20 disposals in his 200 for the Bloods. 10 of them were contested. 13 pressure acts, as always. Three clearances, three goals. Two direct goal assists. Hasn't hit the scoreboard much this year, Benny, but it was good to see. Yeah, I think he's up to maybe four or five goals yep. thereabouts. But uh, as you boys know, there's nothing I love more than a bit of scoreboard impact from the boys in the middle. Yeah, I love it when Joey floats forward. He, he's a damaging forward. He, whenever you put him there, he creates opportunities. He's a big physical presence down there. He's a very skilled operator in the forward half. Can take a mark overhead and kick goal. 100%. So, Who got the three votes, Tommy? Uh, the big fella on return. Great Badois. great comeback performance for Budois. Uh, 19 disposals. 12 of those contested. Uh, team high for us. Uh, nine marks. Three of those contested. Also a team high for us or game high. Uh, nine inside 50s. Nine score involvements. 470 massive metres gained and three goals. And uh, a 300th for the Bloods. He's done pretty well there, buddy, hasn't he? Yep. Mads, what were your thoughts? So much for a bruised heel. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. You... Was moving pretty freely he as was. far as I was concerned. Yeah, fantastic. Exactly what you want to see. Back in back in touch. Very early. Um, took a couple of contested marks as well. I love when he takes marks overhead because it's never it's been, not something that we've done. We've really seen that much well, it's, of. Is it's it? never been his strong suit. And so when I see him really charging out on the lead and the ball is above his head and he clunks it, it's it's really good to see. Now I'd like to just carry on with our four votes because who's, who, who's tour is it? <laughs> Johnny Farnham's tour. Well, what's it called again? <laughs> the last time. I wouldn't have thought so, though. The farewell tour. Good Lord. Trying to understand it. It's outrageous how... Well, he's the voice at the he moment. Is the he voice. is for our he four is voter. the voice. He, the, the touch this man is in is... Scintillating. Fen- absolutely phenomenal. Mighty impressive, Flanners. Mighty, mighty impressive for the mighty bloods. Jared McVeigh. Can you get around him anymore? I mean... This is a man who had 31 disposals at 87% efficiency. That's better than Frio's whole team. <laughs> like eight intercepts. This is a pensioner with eight intercepts, 12 pressure acts, nine score involvements from the back line. 484 metres. Enormous. Yep. No, pretty special from Macker. He just keeps ticking along. Father time has not caught up with him. We thought it might towards the end of last year. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is the thing. Well, I mean, I don't know about you boys, but I absolutely still wanted the Swans to give him another season because yeah. I see his value, even if he's a bit of a subtraction uh, skill-wise. Wholeheartedly agreed. That's you, what you're you want to see. Yeah. You want to see a guy like that out there helping your Jake Lloyd and your Ollie Florent uh, and helping those boys to come along um, through pure leadership and voice. And, um, and that's why I love our club, and that's what North Melbourne got wrong with Burma. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Perito. Yeah, yeah. But he... But not with Lindsay Thomas. No, definitely not. <laughs> they were definitely right to get rid of him. But he's paying div- dividends, skill-wise. It's unbelievable. Yeah, 100%. He's in arguably career-best form. Agreed. And the five votes? Jakey Lloyd, two first names... But geez, I tell you what, he's playing like an absolute superstar, isn't he? Career a high, man 41. Possessed. Silk. Tell absolute you what, silk. 
85 percent efficiency. I was hoping you'd actually get to 44 and match the jet, match the jumper, but um, <laughs> at 85 percent efficiency, eight intercepts, 15 marks, four score involvements, 545 meters gained, plus a little bit of scoreboard impact. 36. Un- Nothing wrong with that out of the back line. 36 uncontested uh, disposals, so gets out into the open spaces. I'm sure that opposition coaches will be looking at that stat in, in coming weeks about Jake. He almost kicked his goal outside 50, didn't he? Nearly. He did. Those little legs. Absolutely. Not bad for a kid with two first names. Peter Patter legs. Jakey Lloyd. He gets the five votes. Uh, Good and, on you, Jakey. And before we go to the leaderboard, stiff to miss. Uh, Grundy, six intercepts. Rampy, seven intercepts. Smith, Smooch! A game hundred gamer. Game high, ten intercepts in his 200 Tell you game. what, how stiff's that? Even the true blood faith. How stiff's Heaney? Couldn't. Well, hang on. Hang on. Paying an emotional tribute to Smooch here, mate. No, Smooch, Smooch is good, but I reckon Heaney could have been in there. Probably should have been. Uh, they, were all, they were all deserving. Anyway, as I was going to say... Smooch, 200 <laughs> games. He's had an absolute blinder. Yeah, he did. True Blood Faithful couldn't even find it in their heart of hearts to, you know, to put both 200 gamers in there. Unbelievable. Uh, so you can't, you can't take it away from Florent, though, can you? No. Mills, nine intercepts. Parker, five tackles, seven clearances. Heaney, as you just touched on, Mads, another very well-rounded game. Hewitt limited five severely. So all those guys probably deserving of a vote couldn't get in there. Leaderboard. And we've got Isaac Heaney still up the top, 23 votes. Five votes ahead of Lance Franklin, who with his three on the weekend is uh, getting ever close to the top. Uh, 14 for Sinclair, Parker and Kennedy. They're all tied in equal third. Sinclair kicked the goal, which was good. You would have been excited about. Big Chief getting forward. We, I'm always very excited when he gets forward and kicks a goal. You're excited full stop for Chief. <laughs> <laughs> we, all are. we all love Chief. Lloyd in uh, sixth place with 11 votes. Macca in seventh with 10 votes. And then uh, as it goes on, Hayward, Rampy, Ronky, Grun- oh, Ronk, Grundy, Jones, Mills, Florent, and Smith all in the votes as well. Glad that you corrected yourself there. Yeah, yeah, I, was about to, I was about to jump all over you there. Ronk, Ronk, Benny Ronk. Yeah, he's a superstar. We haven't touched on him. He, he was great on the weekend as well. How, how good was it when he uh, carried on his form from last week and put through that big set shot early? Huge, huge. As we said... That was, a, that was a fantastic piece of play from the entire yeah, side. It was. It was. Keeping the momentum going is essential, yeah. especially when you're a young bloke. Yeah, you don't want to get the yips. Kick seven straight one week, and then if you miss that first one, you can get the yips. Even, even Cunningham. Even Cunningham was great. Yeah. yeah. On the weekend. And I think at the end of the day, he's when you, when you look at, at that sort of spread across our team, our, our bottom six were... Comprehensively better than theirs, as always. And we were just too strong. So that is our review of the pummeling of the Dockers. We'll have a bit more after this break on Purple True Blades. Seemed pretty clear cut to me. <laughs> You're listening to True Blood, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. And now, as we like to do in our second segment every week, we like to get into a little bit of social interaction and our greatest swan of the past 25 years competition. And Called it, Tommy. You did call it. Uh, you said last week that uh, JPK would get the job done against the big Budwa, and he did. 75% of the vote for Josh Kennedy 
uh, defeating Lance Franklin with 25% of the vote. Lance Franklin, 95 games, 301 goals. Four-time Swans leading goal kicker, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Three-time All-Australian for the Swans, 14, 16, and 17. Seven-time All-Australian overall. Two-time Coleman medalist for the Swans, 14 and 17. Four-time overall. Was defeated by JPK, Josh Kennedy. 200 games, as he brought up on the weekend. 132 goals. Averaged 27 disposals per game since he's arrived at the Swans. That's, That's a, the average. That is his average disposals per Good game Lord at the Swans. Tommy. Magnificent. I would, I would love to know how many of those are uncontested. Yeah. Okay. Not many. Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, sorry, contested rather. Uh, he absolutely is just a monster. Swans captain 2017 to present. Three-time All-Australian 2012, 14, 16. Three-time Skilton medalist 2012, 15, 16. 2016 Gary Ayres Award for the best finals player. And of course, 2012 Premiership player Josh P. Kennedy through to the quarterfinals. And the first quarterfinal is coming up. The round of 16 has finished and... Mads, this is going to be a See, bloodbath. No, do you, do you know this what? is going to be a bloodbath. The True Bloods faithful can't heap it on you anymore because they've voted these people in. Yep. So you're off the hook now, Tommy. Oh, so, <laughs> and take a bit of a breather, but it's uh, it's it's still on for the True Bloods faithful. We've got a big decision to make here with the first quarter final in the greatest one of the past 25 years competition. We've got a couple of absolute champions, a couple of True Bloods Ooh. going against each other. Brett Kirk up against Paul Kelly. Tommy, Huge. who's who's got your vote? Has to be Kel for me. I love Kel. Kel was my favourite player going Kel. up. Uh, I love Kirky. Absolutely love Kirky. He's a legend and he's one of the truest bloods that you'll get. But I can't go past Kel. Who's my hero? Yeah, it's really hard to go past. He was a really really hard to go past Kel. He was he was major part of the reason why I became a blood. Do you reckon it'll be close? Yeah, Look, I think I've it will. Faith, I think I've got it faith will. in the yep. fans' love for Kirky. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, it's, Agreed. it's going to be a ripper of a battle. Kirky versus Kel. So get your votes in. That'll be up uh, tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning. Uh, and uh, you've got one week to vote on that until our next True Bloods podcast. Uh, and also in our social interaction segment, we like to pose a bit of a social question. And today, uh, the question that we posed to the True Bloods faithful was, who is our best young star under 22? We've got a few of them. And we the do. responses came in thick and fast. Um, people nominating their favourite son. Uh, Atticus Saunders said, Mills the surgeon. Always, oh, there's that word, the surgeon. That's Atticus, you and I should get a beer sometime, mate. Always <laughs> clinical and often plays like an old head. That's, that's a great comment. I love that. Uh, the proof's in the pudding with his well-deserved 2016 rising star and keen to see him transition into our midfield. I've got a good one. Pat Clark. Tom Papley for me. An absolute pest. At first glance, you'd think he's played 300 games with those bowed legs. Reminds me of an old Peter Sterling. Gary Egan chipped in with uh, Will Hayward for mine. Great footy brain. Looks like a born leader. I think we can all agree with that. Works his butt off. Plays tall as well as small. And he's as passionate as you can get. Love your input there, Gaz. Uh, James Forster went with Melican the Pelican. Will be our main key defender for the next decade, replacing Grundy once he goes. Love that. Love that. No, no, I do no. love Louis Melican. He's one of my favourites. Um, McCartan is showing signs that he's going to be a gun. This is from Scott Davidson. Super happy with him. Going to be great to see him dominate alongside Blakey for the next decade. And just on that, Tommy, before you go any further, Mr. Blakey kicked two goals on the weekend. Yes, and a big win for the reserves, which we'll touch on later. 
Yeah, I'm loving our little reserves inside of here. Oh, yes. This is, what, this is, this is good. <laughs> Why is Heaney not on this list, says Greg. Well, he's James. just turned 22. Future Captain Brownlow medalist within five years. Absolute rolled gold. Turned uh, 22 a couple of weeks yeah. ago, so just, just, just ineligible. For this just question. ineligible. A little bit like, uh, a little bit like uh, Stephen Kerry's. Just just thereabouts, but ineligible. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Um, That Ronk seems to be a real workhorse, and McCartney's is pretty cluey too. That's from K Park. A lot to look forward to, boys. A lot to look forward to here. There is. This is. This was. This is actually probably my favourite. My favourite question to the True Buds faithful. Yeah, good question, Mads. Thank you. Uh, Kate Burnside, tough call at the moment. Mills is brave and consistent. Florent and Hayward have already gone up a step after last year's debut. Uh, Ronk and McCartan look to have real good footy smarts. Papley playing more midfield is looking good with his speed and ability. Like that from Kate Burnside, a good overview of all of them. Very good, Kate. Love it. All right. Um, Do you know what time it is, Tommy? Well, are we getting a little bit obscure here on the True Bluffs? Oh, you better believe it, Tommy. A little bit. I'm just, I'm just glad that there's someone in the chair who knows the rules. <laughs> I'm just going to turn my. Uh, I won't get it wrong around. again, Benny. I promise. You probably. You'll won't. never come back from this. Tom. <laughs> You'll never come back from this. One mistake, and they're all over. You me. simply can't be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> now, gentlemen, here we go. My brainchild. Get, yeah, I'm going to turn my laptop around here, you sneaky little boy. I'm already on Wikipedia, mate. <laughs> Korea. He was recruited. Korea or Korea? <laughs> He's not Korean, I can tell you that much. I'm racking my brain. It's not Peter Bell. <laughs> okay, Tommy. Pop down there, big fella. He was, uh, he was recruited as the number 15 draft pick. In the 1999 AFL draft, he was recruited from Bo Morris, Tommy. Shark Park, Tommy. Bowie. Bowie. He made his debut for Geelong in round one, 2000 against Fremantle. He was delisted by the Cats at the end of the 2004 season and nominated himself in the 2004 AFL Draft, where he was picked up by the Swans at pick number 47. I reckon I got it. I got it. I reckon I got it too. Bloody hell. (laughs) He made his debut in round three, 2005, against the Brisbane Lions. Failed to make a single AFL appearance in 2006 and was delisted at the end of that season. This man, a, a beep test record holder and an endurance runner. You'd probably know better than me, Tommy. <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> do you have it, Benny? I reckon I do. All right. Was this man very good friends with Lewis Roberts Thompson? That doesn't say on his Wikipedia, to be honest, Benny. Although, he did pose in Cosmopolitan magazine's Lonsdale Boys with Balls feature on the September 2006 issue. So no relevance to my question, but no. a great addition yes. to the story. <laughs> is, it, uh, is it Henry Playfair? No, it's not. You're kidding me. Nope. You I were so confident. I was confident actually too. really you confident. So I confident. finally thought, I've got one. I'm I've still, got one, boy. I'm still pretty confident. Listen, listen to this I've just, I've just gone and halved the contest. <laughs> You're the Tom McCartan of this situation. 
I actually like this bloke. He couldn't kick, but he was he was a uh, handy handy runner. He got into the right spots. He was a good handball. For bonus points, before you tell us, because I know you've bloody got it, like always, how many games did he play the Bloods? Oh, jeez. Wouldn't have been more than... Wouldn't have been more than... I reckon it was around 10, around the 10 mark. It's a bit more Five. than... Five. Five. Less than, less than that. There you go. Who was it, Tommy? Spriggsy. Yes, it was. David oh. Spriggs, yeah. Come on. That's obscure. <laughs> yeah. That's obscure. Credit where it's due. <laughs> Credit where it's due. I Has, usually what? scroll past the guys who have played less than 10. Really? Yeah, less than what, 10. What? I'm like, nah, what? only Tommy will know. It's yeah. not fair to Mads. <laughs> <laughs> what ticked it off for you? Well, um, the fact that he'd come from Geelong, it narrowed it down a yep. bit, but... When you said he made his debut against Brisbane in 2005, I remember that game very well. It was the one where Barry Hall kicked the winning goal yes, after the siren. Was. And he was quite influential in that game. He was, he was pretty good in that game, uh, Spriggsy, but didn't play too many games for us after that. But, yeah, he was great in that game. I'm so. keen to see this uh, Boys With Balls feature from the magazine. See how Spriggsy went. What do you reckon? Oh, <laughs> not, not particularly, but, I mean, whatever you're into, Mats. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, no, you know I support you no matter what. Okay. On that note, I reckon we might go to another break here on True Bloods. We might come back with a little bit more, maybe the preview for the Round 10 clash, the massive clash against Brisbane at the Gabba. This is True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods. Now we've got to get into our preview of the big round 10 just, clash. Just before we do, Tommy, can we just take a look at the injury list? The injury list? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can have a little update. glance at that. Let's yeah, have a little absolutely. glance at that. Where's, uh, where's Reedy at? Well, Reedy's still listed as eight weeks away. That hasn't changed for a little while, so um, don't think we'll be seeing Reedy just for a little bit. Melican can't be far away, Is that, man. So well, that hasn't change on the injury li- on the official injury list he's still listed as eight weeks that is baffling so. that was four weeks ago yep so not, i'm just gonna great. i'm just gonna pencil that one down as not being updated we should hopefully see him back in about a month is what i'm really hoping you know, by the same token so. hopefully gee whiz you i wouldn't really want to go with that the other names longer. the other that names have said, changed on that, that list McCartan. that being said mccartan 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 i told you it yep. doesn't it doesn't he's gonna have to not only get fit but he's gonna have to he's gonna have to battle tommy mack it, it doesn't need to be Reed. It just can be any. McCartan's only a centimetre shorter than Reed. Can you fit them all in the same? Can you nah. have Franklin, Reed, McCartan? Nah. nah. I don't think so. Nah. Nah. No way. You can't. Tip it, Reed, and Franklin. That yeah. never worked. Reed is a ruck relief? Nah. Well, that's what, that's <laughs> no, he'll get injured again. Yeah, no, you're right. He'll, he'll get injured again. So Milliken, Milliken can't be far off. Can't yeah, he's, he's one to two weeks. One to two weeks. Dawson, disappointing for Dawson. He probably would have thought he'd be a chance of game time this year, but he's had a quad problem. He's yep. kept him out. AJ, a couple of weeks off a return to the Rezies, yeah. yep. to the Neefel. Yeah, he's, we all know about uh, the knee issues he's I'm had over the journey, but had... this groin problem's plaguing him at the moment, which is frustrating. Wouldn't that just break your heart as a player like gotten through all these knee reconstructions and then oh my groin flares up it's outrageous poor bugger poor bugger jordan toe has a foot problem 
Jordan Foote has a toe. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what was I going to say again? Jordan Foote <laughs> has a bit of an issue with the toe. Three weeks. Yep. Yep. Toby uh, Pink, ankle, one week. And, and of course, Sammy Nace. Sammy Nace. We know on the pine. Hope you're going well, Sammy. If you are. His Instagram do stories are good very, luck, very Good luck funny. breaking back into the side, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> this is true. Now, I, my second team. Second in team. all of the AFL. Didn't, didn't think there was such a thing. No, there is. <laughs> there is. The Brisbane Lions. Absolutely toweled up the team I hate the most on the weekend, boys. And I am just slightly worried that they are hitting form at exactly the right time. Mads, I was really excited to see the Lions get on the board. Um, because like you, I, I do. I, I've got a soft spot for them. And I thought that there was a lot of talent on display. But realistically, I think it was more over the insights that guys like Hodge and Fagan brought to Hawthorne, combined with the fact that Hawthorne probably went up there going, these blokes haven't even won a game. Yep. I reckon Especially I coming don't off- feel like we will address that game with any disrespect whatsoever. I hope we don't. And you would... I feel like, though, we will go up there and we will quite comfortably get the job done. It's funny that you say that because Horse showed a great level of respect to the Lions when he spoke about them in his press conference this morning. Yeah, though, it's been building. You absolutely disregard the win-loss ratio when you're looking at the Lions. They've been in almost every game probably except one uh, up until three-quarter time. Uh, two weeks ago up there, they kicked 18 goals against Collingwood and um, were, were fantastic. So the result that the Lions got against Hawthorne has been building for quite a while and um, probably doesn't surprise anyone because you know, they've been playing a really good, strong uh, brand of footy. They, they run hard. Um, they've got a tall forward line. Um, they're well balanced in regards to younger players and older players. And... Um, and, and the win-loss record's irrelevant when you're looking at their performances because they've been very, very competitive. Very, very competitive they have been indeed. And uh, we've, we've touched on the likes of uh, Charlie Cameron in previous weeks. Uh, he's, he's been fantastic since he's gone there. Uh, Hipwood and Cutler came to the party as well. They kicked nine goals between them, those three, against Phenomenal. the Hawks. So they're starting to form a pretty handy little forward half there. Uh, tough midfield. Steph Martin, always tough to go with. It's a big battle for Chief this yeah, week. looking forward to that one. Uh, Beam, Zorko, Robinson. I'd love to see Jones go head-to-head with Robinson just on a yeah. on a side note. I'd love a bit of that, a bit of grunt yeah. versus grunt. Um, and Andrews, Gardner, Matty Eagles, the recruit. Uh, yeah, the recruit. Hodge and Daniel the recruit. Rich. It's a pretty underrated defence that they're forming there uh, yeah. in the Brisbane back half. I'm so. also really, uh, really impressed by Rainer. Yeah, yeah. Rain has been fantastic. He's got, a, he's got an amazing head. And McLuggage, they had McLuggage off half back, and he was precise, yeah. really precise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Lots to like about the Lions. Lots no, to like. Nothing better I than seeing Hawthorne like... get embarrassed. Oh, well. absolutely, absolutely. And, and to those on the outside, uh, it may seem like a bit of an easy draw coming up in the next three weeks for us. We've got Brisbane, St Kilda, and Carlton coming up. But I'm sure at some point in these next three weeks, we're going to be challenged. There's Every possibility, I'm, I'm hoping that it is the case that we obliterate these all three of these sides, but it's just as likely a possibility that in the even competition that it is, um, it's not out of the question that we could have an off day and drop one of these games. Yeah, but also what I would contrast that with 
Tommy, is the fact that we have had a very tough start uh, to the year. I very think tough. Our, 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 we have effectively, you know, we've we've topped Geelong. We've knocked off. We knocked off the Eagles at Optus Stadium. Yep. First game of the yep. year. And no one else said, is going to do that. We all, we all said, oh, geez, they look great. They look great. But we were really good. And it was arguably our best performance of the year up yep. there with, with Hawthorne. Um, but for mine, I think that as this ladder now slowly starts to take shape over the next couple of rounds, um, whilst I would hate it if I saw us drop one, I think that we've got a very, very good opportunity to, as I've been talking about, really stake our claim. Yep. And really show yeah. everyone our premiership credentials are still alive and kicking. Well, that's why it's just year. so vital to not take our foot off the gas. If we can just hold firm when the challenge comes from one of these sides and grind hard and find a way to win to get through it um, with anything that they can throw at us, we'll be able to set up our season. The Lions, the Saints and the Blues, they've all, they all pose different sort of threats for us, but... If we can go three wins from three and sit at nine wins, three losses, going into that West Coast game, we'll be sitting pretty. I, I just reckon Alan Christensen has been great. Lewis Taylor was instrumental. He's in back to his Hawthorne. form from when he was rising star, named rising star yeah, because he's correct. been missing since then. Yeah, But that, for mine, that proves the, the lack of leadership that they've had there yeah. uh, up until Fagan. Agreed. And... I mean, everyone knows that he's got potential, but I think it, it takes, uh, firstly, a, a footballing organisation as opposed to a club. Um, so the right people at the back of the house who are then going to help set up that high-performance uh, atmosphere and culture uh, at a football club that's going to help to push guys like Lewis Taylor back into form the way well, that they it have. It just sounded like a horrible place to, to be in you know the last sort of three or four and five years, um, you know, with, with Voss and with Lepich. It just sounded like... Well, Voss, but... A really average place. Voss, in my opinion, is one of the most... One of the unluckiest guys in oh, football. Oh, 100, 100... Don't... He was literally sacked... I'm not... ...by the CEO because he said, we needed to prove that we we're realistic about getting Paul Roos. Let me make myself clear. I'm not heaping this on Lepage or no, Voss. No, no, it's just the again at board level. It starts at board level. It was not a good place to be, and it, you couldn't feel comfortable in there. How how are players supposed to feel comfortable when their coach gets sacked for that reason? Yeah, yeah. And when you get it right from the top, that yeah. gets, and they were that, getting it. They were getting it right yeah. when they let him go. They had they had just started. They had the most incredible come from behind win about two rounds earlier against the Eagles. Yep. It was phenomenal. And did did you hear the story about last night? Fagan, uh, Greg Swan, and Lee Matthews all sat down. Yeah, together. they all sat down and had, had, had a dinner and, and, and had a bit, dinner bit and of watched, a bite and to eat and watched the replay. Um, yeah, great great reward Wonderful. for those guys. So from the top down, Brisbane are doing things right, and that's really reflected well in the likes of. Uh, Harris Andrews, Darcy Gardner, uh, Tommy Cutler. Those guys are just solid athletes yeah. in previous years. This year they're starting to... That, that leadership that's coming through the ranks of the Lions is starting to show on the development of those guys. They're, very, they're in a very fortunate position as well, considering Gold Coast have stuffed up their opportunity as yeah. well. Imagine if they were trying to rebuild now while Gold Coast was a powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. They'd be in Couldn't. serious... They yeah. would be in serious strife. 
That being said, can only play the uh, the hand that you dealt, and I think that they're doing a very, very good job. I agree, but we should beat them. If we can't beat them, we don't deserve to be playing finals. Strong, strong comments. Well, we, you need to put again. We need to win, I, I, we need listen, to win these next three games. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy just, whenever put a bit, we're just, put a, just put a warning at the start of the show. Yeah, strong, <laughs> strong, strong language. Strong, strong, strong language advice. But we. We Red just need advisory. to find a way to win these three but games. We're going to get challenged at some point yeah. in these next three weeks. Just get above it. You understand what I'm saying? We're better side than all three of these. Sides. Need to win those games. Yeah, mate. I don't. Realistically, I don't just want us to win them. We are in a situation where we need percentage. I'm not talking. It doesn't have to be a twelve to fifteen goal win, as I as I like to call. <laughs> uh, don't go for that again. But if we can, if we can limit their scoring opportunities yep. and get away with sort of a, a seven, eight, nine goal win. Try and kick a hundred points. Yep, they are. They're the kind of wins that are going to help us to yep. boost our, uh, our our percentage because you know we gained eight percent on the weekend, which is huge. That's a, that's a massive jump. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, we're coming from a long way back. So, a tip for these bo- this game, boys. Or Swannies by five goals. Swannies by six, but I hope more. Swannies by 25 points. I reckon Brisbane will give it a real dip this week. They, they absolutely will. Give will. It a yeah, dip. 100%. It's on their deck. They played well there last week. Haven't had to travel. So, Is it the Twilight game on Saturday? Yeah, the 4.35 start. Okay, cool. It will be at the Gabba. Cool. Uh, and be before, before we get to the rest of our tips uh, around the ground, so let's go to a bit of a reserves update. And the boys in the twos backed up last week with an 88-point demolition of the top of the table, Southport Sharks. 13 goals to one in the second half. Um, Joel Lamarty, bit of a danger game, I think you said it was. Tommy, well, it doesn't were, look like it. Mate. Were, it doesn't look like it to me. They were top of the ladder, and we were fourteen goals second dropping. last before the game. But but uh, yeah, we kicked into proper gear. Joel Lamarty uh, is a real highlight. Uh, it, there's comparisons to um, Adam Goods um, mm. on, on the page, and I loved. If you saw the highlights, I don't know if you saw the highlights of the reserves, but the. Clean. I have a hard enough time getting around our own replay. The clean, these days, Tommy. I don't know about catching the reserves. The clean half volley pick up <laughs> and then snap under pressure. The snap goal under pressure that Joel Lamarty kicked. One of his four was fantastic. Yeah, I right. really liked the signs that he was showing. James Rose also kicked four. Darcy, Darcy Cameron, Cameron. booted two, named best on ground for his performance in the ruck. And then all the uh, all the usual suspects who are pushing for a game. Dan Robinson, 38 disposals, a game high. Nick Newman, 32 and two goals. Robbie Fox, 30. Dean Towers, 28. Colin O'Reardon, 28. Aaliyah, Aaliyah, 21 and a goal. So Aaliyah, that, Aaliyah. That depth coming through um, underneath our best 22 is a really, really good sign. I We're, want to see Aaliyah, Aaliyah in our side later this season. And I don't mean late, late season. I want him in with an opportunity to build his form coming into finals. I'm concerned about Nick Newman. Very concerned. Very, very concerned. He's out of contract. Yeah. Sign Lloydy yeah, first. He's yeah, exactly, I, I, exactly. Yeah, there exactly are higher right. priorities than Newman, but as if you're Nick Newman, you're 100% fit, you're getting 32 and two goals in the resis, you haven't had a look in all year. It's not good. Yeah, it's not ideal. It's only the one game. What do you think, I'm Tommy? pretty sure. No, he's, yeah. only play, he's only played one game this year, hasn't he? Yeah. Yep, it's a yeah. Bulldogs game. Yeah, yep. Bulldogs. Yeah, watch watch closely. Watch this space. I think it is with with Nick. If if he continues to perform in the reserves and he still can't get back into the side, it's yeah. Clubs would something love to him. think about. Clubs would love him. Yep. 
don't want another situation like uh, like Nank. No, no, letting go of a good one for no reason. Don't yeah. don't want to do that. Absolutely not. But um, some good signs. And yeah, great, for, Robbie, great stuff. Robbie Fox as well and Dean Towers. Yep. And Harry Marsh played well as well. Um, he had a good game. I think he had 22 and took to, took a high-flying mark uh, in the highlights. Um, so Very great good. times for the reserves. Let's um, bash through the tips, shall we? Yep. Uh, Bulldogs versus Collingwood. Eddie had 750 Friday night. Pies for me. Pies. Pies. Yep. Um, Tigers. Uh, to bounce back oh, in a big way oh, after oh, their oh. loss in Perth against the Saints. This could be so ugly. What, that's going to be a demolition. I'm going to take the piss. Go Saints. They're 1-9. They're 1-9. They, that, that side literally has nothing to lose. Mm. Nothing to lose, including going out and belting the Tigers by 10 goals like they did last year. <laughs> they're realistically, just, they're not that much worse off of this year than they were last year. They just um, they can't win. They can't win. <laughs> I, like I said, Tommy, I'm taking the piece. They can, <laughs> no, they can win. They definitely can win, but they won't win. Yeah. Well, go Saints for mine. Cool. Th- just just on the Saints, you look at every other side, and there's a there's a couple of absolute superstars at the top. Oh, of, their list is rubbish. You, you, you even look at Carlton, and they've got Cripps, yep. Simpson, Doherty, their go to forward, Cruiser. Is, their go to forward is Tim Embry. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's he a was, reason we got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, there's. I mean, you know, I was talking to a Saints fan of mine. Uh, who I know very well. And they were saying, you know, he's he, he's actually, last season he was super accurate. And they gave me his stats and it was like, you know, 44 goals, 20-something behinds. I said, that's your, that's your key forward. That's still not that good. I think it was even less behinds, but yeah, it's uh, I know what you mean. And he's definitely got the yips this year. Yeah, he's, str- he's struggling. Uh, Go the Saints, come on. You've got to get um, on the board again. Catters and the Blues, 8th versus 18th at GMHBA Stadium Saturday night. Cats are going to have something to prove. Yep. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, Cats for me. They sucked. They, they, they were terrible. They, they were a joke. They were literally shut down Ablett by a, a mediocre football side. Ablett was appalling. He was very out of sorts. Mm. Very out of sorts. That mediocre side that you speak of, the Essendon Footy Club will go up to Spotless Stadium to take on the out-of-form Giants. So both these sides... This is the uh, tricky one for mine. This this could go either way. This is the Giants so bad. Like, Essendon proved something last week, right? And I guess all the Essendon supporters were like, where's this been for the last, you know, six weeks? But Brisbane... uh, Brisbane. um, GWS have the most to prove yep. this, in this round of football. They need, they need to get a win. They need to win, and they will. Are they going to get Kelly back in time? They bloody need him. Yeah, absolutely, they do. A very handy inclusion, Josh Kelly. Absolutely. They They've got a few Toby out. Green they would be a good a, one as well. Another, new, another user. They've got a few out. Yep. Yeah, I'll back them, though, because at the end of the day, they're silky as all hell, and the Bombers are the exact opposite Wayne, of that. Wayne Campbell was on SEN on the way over here. And he's head of head of footy ops uh, for GWS. And the question was asked of him by your man, Tommy, Sam McClure. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Macca, don't you call him? Macca? You know, nicknamed him? Sammy Mac. Macca on Flanders? <laughs> the question was asked of Wayne Campbell, Do, don't they think that given all their preferential treatment draft-wise, they should be... Preferential's one word. Yeah, they should be able to stand up um, under all these injuries that they've received. And he said, without a shadow of a doubt, they should. They're just playing crap football. That's essentially what their head of footy ops said. 
pretty and, interesting, isn't it? Yeah. It's a pretty interesting Because by, by all means, I mean, they should have such depth. But you just can't see it, can you? I think it all comes back to, personally, um, the fact that we've brought, you know, the, the point that we brought up multiple times is that when the going gets tough, yep. the tough do not get going. Yep. <laughs> go hard or go home, GWS, yeah. go home. GWS go home in a big way, unfortunately. Uh, but they'll get it done because... You'd uh, hope so. It's Essendon. Hawks-Eagles? Uh, oh, huge game. Huge game. Hawks, Where is it? Hawks with plenty to prove. Is it that is at Eddie Had? At Eddie Had, strangely enough. Hawthorne home game at Eddie Had. Don't say that too often. Yeah, very odd, especially considering there's not even a Saturday night game at the G this, uh, this weekend. Are the Eagles flat track bullies? History says yes. What do we reckon? Form to me says no. They were unreal last last week on Sunday night against the uh, Richmond Footy Club. Uh, Jack Darling is having a career best year. Uh, that been, time, yeah, he, he's, he's he a, has honestly had so much potential for such a long time. He's only finally just clicking. He's his lucky they that didn't trade said, him. Yeah, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, for mine, Nick Nat and the Gov destroyed Richmond in the air. Absolutely destroyed him. Mm. It was it was a domination. Yep. Agreed. Eagles for mine. Yep. Eagles Battle to, of the birds. Eagles to come to Melbourne and win. And Hawks, Hawks. To, Hawks to lose three in a row. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. I reckon Hawthorne will win. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. Bounce yeah, back. They, they'll have something to prove. Yep, I do. I reckon Hawthorne said, will win. How do you get through the Gov at the moment? The Gov. I don't know, but they'll figure it out. Um, the Gov. <laughs> Adelaide and Melbourne. This is probably match of the round for mine. That and Essendon and GWS, I think yeah. it's tight, but this will be a higher quality game. I am very excited uh, to see where Melbourne get to. I was um, I was at Melbourne Carlton on the weekend. As was I, Matt. Were you? I shame I didn't see you there. We should have uh, had a beer in the Percy Beams bar. Well, I was there. I was in the bull ring, actually. I don't usually go to the bull ring, but we were, we were in the standing area. I was with a whole heap of Blues supporters um, and, and just a couple of Melbourne supporters. And is it wrong? You tell me this, Ben Andrew and Tommy Flanagan. Is it wrong that I still very, very clearly see Melbourne as just a heartless, gutless football club? I know they're <laughs> playing great football, but I just see them as weak. I see their brand of football club as insipid and weak. And I think that will come back to haunt them again. I don't think that they are the third best team in the league. No. I certainly don't think that, as their latter position reflects. I don't think they're gutless and soulless and weak as piss, as you put it. But they do shoot themselves in the foot every time oh. they sell a home game to Darwin. If this was at the G, <laughs> if this was at the G, I would be tipping Melbourne at the moment, the form that they're in. They've got to go to Darwin, Adelaide will win. Oh, I'm not so sure. Uh, I reckon Adelaide will win. Up there, I'll, I'll win. I'll, I'll, Top ba- end. I'll back in the I'll back in the days. Back because in the days? to be honest, I don't think that I don't think that Adelaide are in Crash hot form anyway. I don't think they are. Anyway. They're I, don't, not, I don't reckon they're... Melbourne will play them into form, I reckon. They're, they're not in crash hot form, but they are sort of... They're probably, they're sort probably of touching t- on what Mad said before. They are a hardened side, they're a tougher which Melbourne... Team. They are a tougher they're team. They're a tougher exactly team. Exactly right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, look, you know what? You, you, you convinced me, boy. You just helped me. Crows it is. Crows and it is. the Dockers are north, north over at Optus. Tear them up. Yep. 
Well, what the Haven't Dockers... we changed our tune yeah. here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, what we saw on the weekend from the Dockers was pass. And North, well, what they showed against us a couple of weeks ago was pretty good. So, mm. Yeah. They have been good at different Optus, adopters. the Dockers. It's different yeah. adopters, but I, I still think North are just have a lot of momentum at the moment. And uh... I'm going to back the Dockers in because... Who stops Ben Brown? Uh, not Hamling. Yeah. Not Alex Hamling. Pierce didn't had his hands full with Bud after Hamling went off to... Big Ben Brown. He kicked five goals in a quarter. Yeah. yeah. He was goalless for the first half. And then he came out and he absolutely yeah. monstered GWS in one quarter with a howling breeze. So your tip, Benny? <laughs> I'm still, look, I'll back it in in the middle of the ground. I'll back Sandy in over, yep. Cock, uh, over Goldie. Goldie. Yep. Uh, and I'll hope that, uh, that Nat Fife is feeling a little bit better this week. And I'll back I'd like to see Cunnington v five. I think we might see Jacobs. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jacobs well. has done some great Jacobs jobs for sure. this year. Um, I think Ben Brown will like the nice open spaces yep. of Optus, as Bud did in round yep. one, just leading straight up to mm. the ball. Yep, and then taking his fifteen hundred meter run up. Yeah, <laughs> Brett Lee, mate, it works. It seriously works. It. <laughs> The goals that he kicked in that third quarter, like Angle did not phase him in the slightest. It was just gun barrel straight every time. All right. Yeah, they'll just about do us, boys, I think. I reckon so. This has been True Bloods, the number one Sydney Swans fan podcast, and that is it for another week. Can the Mighty Bloods for this Saturday against Brisbane, 4.35 at the Gabba. Twilight. And Twilight. make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Wooshka, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks to Madison Clark and Ben Andrew for being here once again, boys. Pleasure as always, Tommy, Benny. Always good to be here, gents. My name is Tommy Flanagan. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you next week on True Bloods. Up the Swannies. This has been a Podular Media Production.